Hi guys, this is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Welcome to the Nebraska Hour. I'm Jimmy Nebraska. Yes, you are. And McGee's with me. Yes, he is. As usual. And today, we're going to fix the magic, but we're going to go through the NBA Finals series first. Yeah, So we've seen, so there's four series left, and each series has played one game, so we've gotten a little taste, a little little something, a little taste, a little bump. Of each, and we can, uh, you know, sample it, see if we see see how we feel going forward with the rest of the meal, you know. So the Bucks in the Celtics series, uh, kind of kind of surprising to me. Bucks win the series, win win the win game one. I'm still fading the Bucks tonight, even without Marcus Smart. What do you think about it? Uh, without Marcus Smart is the scary part. So when I saw that he is probably sitting out this game, um, not even like gonna try to give it a go, I worry that if I don't know, is it, what's scary is if if Boston gets down 0-2 at home, if they give up both of the two road games, they got no chance. So it's kind of a if it's kind of a must win tonight for Boston. Yeah, so no, so it's early in a seven game series to call it a, a must win, but <laughs> that's what happens when you lose that first home game, that first game, game one home game, when you lose at home, it, it puts so much pressure on you going forward. Oh yeah, it hurts so bad. So my, my thought process here is that like the Celtics lose that game, but um Tatum and Jalen Brown both played not very good. Jalen Brown was like was like four for eleven at one time. He ended up being like, like uh, one for seven three pointers. He had a very bad game. And Tatum had I think eleven points under his average for those playoffs. Uh, they just didn't shoot well. All right, I um, am going to make a prediction that Jalen Brown's going to have his best playoff game in his career. In game oh, all right, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I Do you like want to know why? Do you want to know my rationale? I, I want, I want to know why. Okay, Ramadan is over. He no longer is going fourteen hours of not of fasting during the day. Oh so, yeah, you're right. You're right. right. Now that early on, I mean, early on in Ramadan, the beginning of Ramadan. These guys are finely tuned athletes. They're fine. They learned how to deal with it. Soon as sunsets, they you know they'll run away. They'll eat. They'll come back out to the game, or they'll prepare for this. They'll overhydrate prior to the the you know the sun coming up in the morning, whatever. But when you get late into Ramadan, once you've been doing that for weeks, it takes its toll. It really takes its toll, and so. Now that it's over and now that he can get back into 
normal hydration and and consumption patterns through the days and preparation for this game and etc i think you're going to see a rejuvenated player i like that 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 i forgot all about that i didn't think about that at all um yeah uh and you think that some of those games in the first in the first series or the first round were late games anyway so they were playing after after the sun was already down exactly they were evening right and like again these are finely tuned athletes. I understand. They could go play basketball, right? During the game, yeah, they can prepare so what, for this. But, man, after a couple of weeks of that, it's really – you're just – you. how can you avoid being a little lethargic and a little, you know – it's just tough. It's a tough spot for um, for athletes who, uh, who, who celebrate or recognize. Those or Sunday games – so those Sunday 1 p.m. games are, like, the worst timing for them. Really brutal. Really you know, brutal. that makes sense. Really brutal, and I know like a lot of people use that as like a uh, an excuse with Kyrie, but like you know nobody was ever I don't know uh, nobody ever brought it up with Jalen Brown, and what you saw in that first the first round even was was him not taking the lead was Tatum really doing a lot of the work and doing a lot of the heavy lifting, and I just think he's he's now that he's he's through it, he's gonna be. Uh, I just think you're going to see a better game this week. Or in that first series, in the first series, they didn't have uh, a day, uh, an early game. There's a sweep. There wasn't an early game. Right, but I think even if you're even if you're playing night games, it still takes its toll because it's just changed your routine and changed your your body patterns and stuff like that. I just think even even in in the with Ramadan in the rear view, he's able to focus all day on work. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, I'm I'm fading the Bucks still. Um, I'm upset about the game one. I'm still I'm still sticking to it. Um, hopefully the Celtics win tonight and move on eventually. But yeah, I think uh, we, so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried. If they win tonight, I still have faith in them. But if they lose tonight, I, I think it's it's Milwaukee's it's Milwaukee series, you know. I'm sticking to that's what I'm saying. That's on that's my that's what I'm that's what I mean here. Is well, I'm good, sticking to because I have a Boston to. series bet. So <laughs> nice, nice. So then the other series we got tonight is the Warriors and Grizzlies. And I just think the Warriors are just too good. They're too experienced with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean that's really what it comes down to. I I heard I don't know who did it, but if somebody was talking about that game, and they were saying how there's 600 plus, you know, 640 plus combined playoff games on the Warriors uh, roster, and there's only like 120, and most of them are the Pirate you know, yeah, on yeah. the roster for the Grizzlies, right? So um, <laughs> that's gonna come into play, and we see that happen in seven game series in the second round you know there's the second round you usually start seeing things start going real chalk now we had a chalk first round but you know we're gonna the better team wins the seven game series the healthiest team you know that is first and foremost but the better team wins and the experienced team is 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 that third level you know if both teams are healthy if both teams are good then you get to the point where who has more experience. And, and I kind of think we're going to see a, a mostly chalk full second round here. Yeah, um, I think so too. You know, I, like the whole playoffs. We, go, whole, we knew yeah, it going playoffs. into it. We knew it going into it. We were picking Phoenix and Milwaukee or Phoenix and Miami or Phoenix. But no matter what, it had Phoenix in there because it was always the number one seed. Yeah. 
So uh, the another series, the Sixers and the Heat. I'm going. I mean, the Heat obviously without the Sixers without uh, Joel Embiid is just a, a totally really tough matchup. Yeah, even without Bam, Lowry, Bam Adebayo has has no competition inside without Embiid there. Yeah, even without Lowry, all you got to do if you're Miami is just keep feeding Bam, and you should be good. Um, Side note for the betting purpose here for the for the Heat Sixers game. Bam to be MVP. If if you can get Bam at over like 18 points or 18 and a half points um, as a prop bet. Uh, he averages 22 against the Sixers without Embiid for the three games that they played. They played this year without him. Last night he had 24 and 12 rebounds. It's uh, he had, I think he had like 12 at the end of the first quarter or something like that last night. Um, over 18 or right around there, over, over 18, 19, 20 ish for Ben per game for a prop game for a prop bet. Is a great prop bet. Yeah, that's a good one right there. That's definitely a good one. He, especially in Miami, he is just gonna dominate this um, this series. So that's what that's. I mean, that's that's a definitely one to look at. I think it's like the my favorite prop bet yesterday is the one I took. It, it, it hit easy, and Bam didn't even play much the fourth quarter. Um, in the middle, because until the last, I don't know, five minutes, I think it was. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. That's definitely a good one. And then the last series here, the Mavericks and the Suns. Pretty good game last night, actually, for that, for that team. Even though the Mavs were down quite a bit, it ended up being a seven-point game. Yeah. I mean, the Mavericks are a good team, and they have they have some good players, and obviously Luka's the fucking man. But um, – Phoenix is rolling. Phoenix is confident. Phoenix is, is like there's there's you, you're gonna have to catch them on an off night to get a win, and it's gonna be tough to catch them on four off nights in seven games. It's just gonna be tough. And so yeah, uh, this is really really good, man. They're, they're they're just that good. They're just that good, man. And and it's they have this confidence from doing it last year. That is uh, that you know they were. The, what they won the first game in the finals last year. I mean, like they were. Uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> they, like <clears throat> they know? really did, man. They're they were, really good. And with Booker and Chris Paul health, healthy, and DeAndre Ayton is an absolute beast of a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monster. God, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. I want to see a Heat Suns matchup because I want to see a Bam uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton. You know, oh, that'd be a good. That'd be a good matchup. You yeah. might get your wish there. Yeah, I might. I might. I might. I imagine, Kyle, I imagine maybe... Kyle. Kyle Lowry's health is a thing. Is definitely a thing. If they go against the Celtics, that's going to be hard. Presuming the Celtics are at full strength with a healthy Marcus Smart. I mean, I uh, think that you have. I think the Heat's matchup against the Celtics is easier than the Bucks. Obviously. Um, if the Celtics are fully healthy, I, I still think they, I still think the advantage is for the Heat. I don't know. That's hard because if you have Brown producing, Tatum producing, and Marcus Smart producing, that makes it hard to do what the Heat do, which is play this outside game, work the ball, and then and then cut to the rim. I don't know. It just makes it hard. That's where they're. It's 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 where a lot of their action happens with their with their front court. I don't know. It'll be that's true. It'll be interesting to watch. That's for sure. Defensively is very very good but though. If they can meet either the Bucks or the Suns, and those either of those rosters aren't. I mean, sorry, the Bucks or the Celtics, and those rosters are not one hundred, meaning no Middleton or no Marcus Smart. I I can't see anybody stopping the Heat. 
between here and and Phoenix. All right, all right. So I agree with that too. Um, so hopefully Celtics tonight. Hopefully the uh, Warriors tonight. Um, I really like job, ja, but that series is just it's just not happening for the Grizzlies. Dude, I just um, I just saw I just learned this morning that I can't remember which brand, but one of Ja Morant's rookie cards, one of his trading cards, one of his rookie cards. If you look in the background in the courtside seats, you can see um, Key Glock and Young Dolph, and Young Dolph is a rapper from Memphis who got murdered last year, and oh. it has like caused the the value of that specific card to just skyrocket because these two rappers are of course that's crazy i did not know that it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool that's really cool yeah um so we're fixing the orlando magic all right let's get into this man it is time for timmy nebraska to fix the orlando magic now this, no, this is this is our we talked about this last week this is our audition for the orlando magic's job yeah. here yeah but the thing is They've already started. They got the ball rolling, right? Like, they don't have a ton of turnover this year. They're, they are – and they seem to be heading in the right direction. So, let's just look at this. Because coming off the books, right, Gary Harris's contract is done. He's a free agent. Mo Bamba's contract is done. He's a free agent. Robin Lopez's contract is done. He's a free agent. Bo Bowles' contract is done. He's a free agent. And then they have player options on Cole Anthony, Chume Okiki, and RJ Hampton. I suspect they exercise all three because they're all very low numbers. You know, they're all like, I think the biggest one out of those is like 3.5, 3.6. And those are all pretty good players. And they're all exactly pretty good players. For being players. as young as they are, especially. They also talking about, you know, <laughs> c- considering. You know, on this uh, note of pretty good players, they also have coming back Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Wendell Carter Jr., Terrence Ross, who's entering the last year of his deal, um, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, and then also uh, Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, and Devin Kennedy. But that's, you know, neither of those guys are playing much. Yeah, Um, yeah. Now, Terrence Ross entering the last year of his deal. That's interesting when I look at this because there's going to be some demand for him. And you could use him as a trade piece. Whereas everybody else, you got locked down. There's no real reason to, you know what I mean? Like those, everybody else that's a good player, you got under contract. There's no reason to, to trade them. Well, so, so- I just think Terrence Ross going, if, if, if not this offseason, it'll be mid-season. But if there's a trade involving the Orlando Magic, I, that's who I suspect will be sent off the roster. So, two spots. And, um, I mean, if you're, if you're the one spot, people think that, so, that whoever takes the one spot might take Chad Holmgren. Yes. I'm totally against that. I talked about last week. I, I, I maybe if you can fall to, if you can, if you're in the three or the four spot and he falls to you, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would take him there. I wouldn't take him. In the I wouldn't take him in one at all. Right. right. That's, uh, I, um, I, I think we see eye to eye. If you're, if you're the one spot, you take Pablo Monchero, obviously. Right. Like the Duke, the guy from Duke. Yeah. Uh, he's, 
an absolute monster of a human. He's he's uh, LeBron James esque size. Yeah. Um, and you get a good talent that you have locked down for five years on a on a relatively you know a, a team friendly deal. And he fits with the Orlando Magic squad here because you already have you have Suggs, you have I mean Fultz. I'm not a huge fan of Fultz, but. I don't think anybody is really. Are we presuming <laughs> Jonathan Isaac is 100% healthy and everything next year? Yes, yes. Presumably, yes. Okay. Let's say he's healthy. Because he's, he's a starter. I mean, like, you have five starters here. You have five solid basketball players on your roster already. Um, Who's your center going to be? Well, maybe that's where you, you go to the draft. You, you, what you do in the draft. So what you can do is. you are losing both Robin Lopez and Mo Bamba. From this roster, so I mean, I want to resign Mobamba. Yeah, right. it's, it's kind of my goal here is resign Mobamba. Now, do you, if you're Mobamba, are you? Do you think you're resigning with Orlando Magic? Um, I think that he hasn't really shown enough to be uh, like a high, high uh, commodity for another team. If he wants to start and be like uh, in the in the, the five man rotation here, um, I think that resign with, with the Magic is the move. I mean, I, I have a feeling there's going to be this offer from a from a wild a wild owner and this this crazy team in Dallas. Um, I don't, I don't uh, necessarily not expect some offers, especially there because he went to Texas, and I just I don't know. I suspect there's going to be an offer. For, I I feel like Mo Bamba on a team with Luca could be really dangerous. Um, I agree with that too, but I think that I think that it, I, if I'm the Magic, I'm trying to resign Obama. Like okay. that's that's one of my goals. If I'm the if I'm the GM here, right? And you're thinking fifteen to twenty million a year. You're not giving him some sort of like wild, close to the max thirty million a year situation. No, no, I don't think he's worth the max or nothing like that yet. But I mean, I would give him early. I would give him Jonathan Isaac money. Uh, you know, so and, that, and that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I would try to make a deal and get rid of Terrence Ross just to get the money off the books. I like Terrence Ross a lot. I do too. He's, he's a good shooter. He's consistently always a good shooter. Good he's player. A great contributor on a um on a team that's going to make a run. Like I would like to see him on the Nuggets. I was just going to say the Nuggets. Makes <laughs> sense. Nuggets. He kind of replaces Gary Harris from Nuggets. But you have Gary Harris as a free agent right now for the Orlando Magic. And if I want to keep my squad together here, I'm going to try to re-sign Gary Harris as well. Then you have I, to trade Terrence Ross. And you're going to have to, yep. you know, be a little creative. Because I, th- I don't think Gary – I think Gary Harris is probably a little bit more than Mobamba. But my point is if you're going to try to sign both of them, that's a, that's a good I think that Gary Harris's value has kind of been steady and hasn't went up at all in the last oh, few years. Agreed. I mean, I think you're putting him right at $20 million. But the point is, like, if you're going to sign both of those guys, like, you're, you're – you know, you might have to free up some space because so, – oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, you're just kind of giving them the same money you gave them last year. So let's just say that you, that you draft Bonchero, right? And in, in, in the Ross trade, if I'm trading Terrence Ross, I'm going to move. If I'm, if I'm drafting Bonchero and Isaac's healthy, I want to try to trade Wendell Carter. Oh, wow. That's, now that's a bigger conversation. But it helps you re sign Obama that way. Yeah. But the difference is Wendell Carter is under contract until through 2026 at, you know, 
the, the 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 most expensive year is 14 million like he is an affordable asset that's signed long term like that's something that and he eats minutes and he's you know he contributes like it's all 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 the same things is why you can trade him as well oh yeah i, I guess mean, that's what best- makes him valuable to other teams okay Yes. He is your only guy that you have under contract for the 25-26 year. If you're if you're the only Yeah, guy. um you're kind of going on, on a limb here and and really trying to to build your roster and keep the guys you want and then move out the guys that you don't want in the next couple of years here. So so let's say we trade with Carter, we drop in Chero, we keep Cole Anthony and Andre Hampton and Okiki. Yeah, those okay. are those are for sure. We re-sign Mo Bamba, and then let's talk about the starting five. Cole and Anthony at the one, and they can go uh, Markel Fultz if you if you get him re-signed. If you if you don't move him, if you don't re-sign Gary Harris, I, actually no no, let's back that up. Cole and Anthony at the one, Jalen Suggs at the two. Yeah. You can play Isaac at the three. Yeah, you can play. Banchero, well, Isaac and Banchero are uh, flip-floppable at the three and four. Either one. Either way you want to do it. And then you got Mo Bamba at four. Mo Bamba at the five. And that's a really, really solid five. And that's you a have, solid five. And you have three, four guys that can come off the bench and, and give you minutes. You know, I mean, you're, yeah. you're nine players deep. And not to mention R.J. Hampton's there and everything. You're ten players deep. Uh, yeah, you're ten players deep. And and they're all they're all young. They're all um, they all can shoot it, and, I, and then you can run the floor and play like the Warriors and like the Nuggets and stuff play now. Yeah, I mean, literally, you're two. If if you follow this pattern, your Robin Lopez is coming off the books, and Terrence Ross is getting traded. That means you have everybody under the age of thirty, depending on who yeah. comes in with that. Your Terrence oldest Ross player trade, right? is basically Jonathan Isaac, <laughs> Harry Harris. If you re-sign him at 27. Yep, Gary Harris. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's your oldest guy. Yeah. Uh, Mo Wagner, you know what I mean, at 25, who's really just there to be a babysitter's his little brother. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then, I mean, you still have, they're still, they still have two, two more draft picks. We don't know where they're going to be at or, like, what the, what the draft's like yet, you know. So right. that's hard to project at the moment. But then we have a super yeah, young. And they very well may trade, may package one of those picks in with, you know, the Terrence Ross trade or something like that, you know. And even if you don't move Wendell Carter, okay, Wendell, you got Wendell Carter coming on the bench still, you're still 10 deep. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and, like, it's a pretty easy fix to get ready for the next year. And the same as what we talked about last week with the Rockets, a year from a year, you know. Um, I think in two years, in the playoffs next year. Next year. They can contend for, for a seven or eight seed, yeah. I mean, if they're, I think the playing game is the floor. Playing games are the floor for them next season. Yeah, I, I think that they can really make a move. Now, granted, we're given the credit that Jonathan Isaac is healthy. Yeah, but even even let's say he comes in a month and a half late into the season, brings him some fresh legs. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> like they have, they'll have, they have the depth. Like like we keep saying, they're nine or ten deep. They have the yeah, depth that they'll be fine. I think the floor is the playing game. The 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 problem with this is what well, you talked about before. Can you re-sign Mobamba? I don't know. I don't like know. we talked about last week, we talked about how the Rockets a good a good move was to try was try to try to sign Mobamba, 
Now today you talked about the Mavericks trying to sign Mo Bamba. Yeah, he's gonna come up in every let's fix this team conversation until, yeah, yeah. until he's he's signed. But that but also we're gonna say, Oh, maybe Chet Holmgren will drop to this team or drop to this team or drop until the draft. Like that's Yeah, we're gonna have some very competitive things here. Yes, that's the nature of our thing. And we're obviously he's come up two day, two weeks in a row. We both feel like Mo Bamba is a signable asset, a valuable asset to sign in the in the free agency this offseason. Um, especially, well, you know, especially for a young team. As long as you don't have to pay him more than twenty two million a year or something crazy, I think that he's he could bring value to any team right now. Yeah, if he ends up getting a deal where he's you know thirty million dollars a season, then it's out of it's out of the question for that for the Magic. Agreed. Um. I would love Mo Bamba's nugget. Agreed. You know, <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. But um, the Magic have a pretty good, really solid base. Jalen Suggs looked good last year. Orange uh, Hanson looked really good last year for the Magic. Yeah. Um, with, Cole Anthony obviously looked good. What I think, where I think they're really set up, is if they come out the gate nice and they start having a good first half of the season and everybody's healthy. If there is the classic disgruntled superstar or maybe B tier superstar some at some other team. These guys, the Orlando Magic, have the assets to make a trade for one of those kind of players who they know he's only gonna be here for a year and a half, but we're maybe we get maybe we can get into the second round twice in a row. You know, and that would be um and that's where this roster is really nice. It is flexible. You have trade pieces here that you could go so, you can go make something crazy happen. If I don't know who, but if all of a sudden some somebody is some superstar is like this is some bullshit where I'm at, you can at least be in the conversation and put a package together and make it So let's say, for example, that the Washington Wizards are struggling next year and and Porzingis and Bradley Beal don't get along that well. And Bradley Beal a free agent this offseason right now? Um we don't. Let's not presume he's. Going I don't. To Washington. Well, I'm just saying. Let's just say that Bradley Beal, with this kind of roster, to be able to move a Cole Anthony and somebody else to the Wizards, because because uh, Bradley yeah. Beal in this roster as a go- as a starting uh, one Crazy. or or two Crazy. makes his team really really good. That's the thing. That's my point. You know. Yeah, that's the first guy I thought of when he said that. You have so many good players here that if you have to trade two two players and you have picks and you have, uh, excuse me and you have what, assets. Was that a Netflix right? sound if, in the background there, bud? What? No, it I sounds don't. like I, oh, sounds like there was a bump on like a Netflix no, sound in the background. That was me, that was me burping. <laughs> My point is, if you have to trade two of these two of these players and a, and a pick, you still have a roster around whoever you're bringing in. Yeah, I like it. I like this squad. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say just uh, off. Hello? Magic uh, next there you year. Are. Sorry, we lost you for a second. What were you saying? You, you said, I'm going to say, and then you, you went blank. Oh, I'm going to say over under win total for the Magic next, next season at 32. I will bet the over. Will you book it? I'll, 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 bet my, I'll make the bet right now if you're going to be the house. 
Um, I, I'm not going to book that one. I'm not going to book that one. <laughs> now, but, I, I mean, think I'm going to be I, – I don't know how high the answer is, bet the over, but I am curious as to see what the over-under is going into next year for this team because I think highly of this roster. Uh, if, if I mean that, that's a that's a there's a nine game increase though from last year, right? Right. If it's thirty, and I love it. If it's thirty two, if it's thirty two, when the books come out with the numbers, I'm betting the over, and I'm going to bet the yes on to make the playoffs. I like it. I, yeah, I like it. I, 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 I think I'm, we fix the magic very easily. That was that was my point. These guys started already. You know what I mean? Like this job isn't open for us. You know, we we're well right now. This is just a case study and guys that are already doing the job that we want. You know what I mean? Because these yeah, they're guys, doing very well. In, these in guys Orlando. started two, three years ago. You know what I mean? To really like uh, a pile, pile up assets and pile up young talent and and figure out who they want to invest in and keep and who you know where they can go and who likes being in Orlando and shit like that. You know, so I think that they are on the right path. You know. I agree. I agree. Do you know who we, have, who we have next week? I have no idea. I never know who we have. And that's, I always just ask you, who's next? The Detroit Pistons. See, again, this is going to be an easy one because I think they started two years ago and they're doing a good job. But once we open up the, the roster and we start talking about it and I hear some of your points on players, maybe I think, maybe I think differently. But at first – I think the Pistons – um, are an interesting team because they have like 12 guys that can all play, but yeah. nobody knows who even more hardly except for Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Um, um, it's an interesting the, roster. I have two questions real quick on the Orlando magic, and then we'll call it a wrap. Two questions that um, came to me or were amazing to me when I looked at this roster. Did you know that this year that just ended, they, they were still paying the contract of Timothy Moskov? Oh my gosh! I did not know they that. They gave him five point five million dollars, and I think that was the end of that, the last year on that big contract that Cleveland gave him. Gosh, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy because that feels like forever ago. That like LeBron was the Cavalier, and they were on the second. You know, I don't know. It just feels like yeah, that was a lifetime ago. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the other thing. The other thing when I looked at this was Bull Bull. And Bull Bull, this was his last year of his rookie deal. My question to you is, does Bull Bull have, like, a future in the NBA? Do, do people keep him on the 12-man or what is it, 15 now or whatever? However, do they keep him on rosters and keep him around just because it's valuable to have a seven-footer? You know, if you ever need them and uh, have a seven-footer in practice. Um, you know, somebody has to find a, a spot. A, a, some coach has to take a chance to play ball ball for enough minutes. He has to go to a team that's like the worst team in the league and just need somebody to play on the, on the floor and let him see what happens. Um, I think Bull Bull's talent level is very, very high, obviously. We saw him play to Oregon. He can shoot the three. He could he could handle the ball. He basically played point guard for Oregon for a while. Um, he just has to get a chance to play big minutes, I think, to show off and see to see if he, if he can really do this or not. And he hasn't so, had that chance yet. I wonder where he's. I, I have no idea what his future entails. Like I, I would like him. to see Bull Bull go play for the Thunder next year. Oh, there you go. I wonder if he is going to get. He's going to be like. 
a star in China or a Europe or um, dominate a G League and flirt with 10 days, you know, for the rest of his career. Like, I, I don't, I, I worry that he's never going to get a chance to do what you're suggesting on the NBA level. I mean, to be able to see if he belongs or not, he has to get a chance, like what I'm talking about, where he just, they just need a guy to play and maybe the team's. Is, is struggling with injuries or something like that. And then you, he gets a chance – you get a chance to see what he's like. Because we haven't seen Bull Bull play more than maybe 10 or 20 minutes in the NBA anyway. You know, like in actual NBA live action, we never see him play. In Denver, we never saw him play. Um, in Orlando, we never saw him play. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're definitely right. He was part of that RJ Hampton trade, right? Yep, yep. Well, and actually, no. He was traded – to the Pistons originally, and something about uh, one of the Pistons players failed a physical, so he got oh, yeah, canceled. I remember that? That's right. And then he ended up getting traded to the Magic with PJ Dozier. Oh, so that was different. Uh, he and PJ Dozier. I thought he, PJ Dozier, and RJ Hampton were all part of the Aaron Gordon trade. No, no. Uh, uh, they did RJ Hampton. They, they were two separate trades. I'm not sure how that worked out exactly. Gotcha. But yeah, two separate trades. Okay. Um. All right, buddy. Gary Harris and Arjun Hamden were, were the first one. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Man, they really took a lot of X Nuggets on their roster this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they needed players bad last year, though. They, they just needed bodies. And then Bull well, Bull got traded too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But, yeah, he just needs a chance. I think Bull Bull can play. He's fun to play with on the video game because <laughs> he can shoot it and rebound. He does everything. That's great. Um, right. But yeah, let's wrap this up, man. Um, I realized that we, we always just like, okay, cool. I'll talk to you later. We don't really ever do anything at the end. At well, the end, at the end here, what we want to do is tell everybody to tell their friends. And if they have any to listen to the podcast, rate yeah. it, uh, rate you know. it, review it. It's on Spotify and it's on, um, uh, Google Podcasts and it's on betyourash.com. It's also on Apple Podcasts, but apparently there's some Binsky's looking into it. Apparently it wasn't playing for some reason last week. I don't know. Binsky's trying to fix that. So, but regardless, it is available and please share it with people you know that uh, might be into this. Any Orlando Magic fans or anybody that likes to gamble on basketball. Or and you can find me on Twitter at, at, Timmy, at Timmy Nebraska. That's right. I'm um, at DJ Facebook Maniac. also. Yeah, I'm at DJ Maniac McGee on Twitter. And the podcast, the bet what the BYAPN, Bet Your Ash Podcasting Network, B Yappin, BYAPN. B Yappin. B Yappin uh, is at Bet Your Ash Pod. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you listen to it, do all that. Tell your, tell your friends if you have any. There you go. Look at us. We're being professional and we're, we're plugging. We're plugging our, 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 our stuff. Uh, All right, so that's it, and we'll see you all next week.